Hey, Mom, everyone else has toys. Why not you? Get yourself a freeze pipe bong or bubbler with just three pieces for easy assembly and even easier cleaning. Includes honeycomb inline percolators and a revolver glycerin coil. Pop the chamber in the freezer for an hour and get the smoothest, iciest hits. Visit thefreezepipe.com and use code PSM10 for a discount. No more coughing, champ. You got this. Hey! In today's season premiere episode, Minnesota is a 23rd state to go recreational and we discuss the benefits this will bring to the state. We also fantasize about the cannabis farmers markets headed to NYC as a result of the OCM falling short on opening new dispensaries. In local weed news, the Smart and Safe campaign successfully delivers enough signatures to the Supreme Court to get recreational on the Florida ballot. And I'm so excited for today's interview because we got to chat with MTV reality TV star and original team mom OG, Cheyenne Davis. We talked to Cheyenne about cannabis and how it helps us be better moms and how she thought she hid from the cameras this whole time that she was a PSM. So grab your stash and your popcorn. This is going to be an awesome show. Well, what? Eh, eh. We're trying something new today. Yo. What up? So we are, we're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. Yeah, this is a last minute. Like normally we record our podcast episodes today. We're like, fuck it. Let's just do it live and see who joins. So be, thanks for following us. Yes. You must have gotten the notification exactly. that we're doing this. You guys. Hi, front row C, Aaron. <laughs> because you're subscribed to our YouTube page. But the so for those of us listening to us, for those of you uh, tuning in, I'm Sunny D. I'm Captain J. And, and we're, we're the, the Pot Smoking Moms. Moms. If you like us, please do us a favor. Rate, subscribe, share, be friends with us on all social medias. If you were subscribed right now, you would have gotten the notification that we're doing this live. Right. Secret, Secret. live stream. Season premiere. Season premiere live. Stream. This stream. is our twelfth season, guys. Yeah. Episode one hundred and twenty-one. Can we, you believe we've made it this far? No, at all. <laughs> I thought nobody was gonna listen to us. So this is a big deal for us. Yes. Uh go to our website, potsmokingmoms.com. There are all of our social media stuff. If we're doing any fun events, all that stuff will be there for you. Uh, go let's to get YouTube. this party started and yes. let's let's sesh because I need to get our mind right to get into this show. I know if you guys gather your things, we are headed for a smoke sesh. to fluent and also our new uh sponsor freeze pipe mm. i brought mine today so that we can use our little my little bubbler here very nice 
Yeah. They hit so smooth. Oh, they're great. Well, I have me a hybrid Supreme Diesel. I have the same one. Really? Yes. <laughs> we have I just same. got it today. I just picked it up today. And actually, the, the bud tender recommended it. Oh, like, oh, this is my favorite right now. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm going to check it out. I then. was like, Diesel, that's my thing. Let's do it. It's so really it says here, soar high with Freedom Time holding Supreme Diesel, a balanced hybrid crossed from sour diesel and jet fuel gelato. It's a citrusy diesel aromas and flavors lead quickly into uplifting your euphoria, followed by deep relaxation, making this strain perfect for early evening use. Well, I hope I don't get too relaxed because we have a lot to do. Yeah, we got a action packed day. Pretty high club from here. <laughs> In addition, users of Freedom Town Holdings Supreme Diesel cite benefits in relieving symptoms associated with stress, depression, and chronic pain. Nice. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you Tell got us them. in the comments what you're smoking. Now, it really looks smoky in here like the graphic Uncle Jesse made for us. <laughs> oh, that tastes good. Ooh, excuse me. Mm, I'm going to take another hit. That tastes good. Mm. Delicious. I let my freeze pipe sit too long. It wasn't as icy as it normally is. Let me tell you something. The wake and bake... Is a uh, uh, is amplified when you take your pong out of the freezer, really? And you, my God, it's awesome. <laughs> I have a cup of coffee before, like usually before the the little one wakes up, because usually the oldest one goes to school. I try to squeeze in some more time for the little one to sleep in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> get my wake and bake session. Take a nice cold rip off the bong, off the freeze pipe bong. Oh. Very nice. Coasting for the rest of the day, homie. <laughs> I've been I've been not smoking as many bongs lately. I, I've only doing it on the show recently, but I've been doing J's. I've been like giving my lungs a break from yeah, the bong grips. You got to. It get, it gets crazy mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. there. Maybe I should start using mouthpiece again because I stopped using mouthpiece. Oh, I, I I do. I have been using that on the bong. Yes, the mouthpiece ah smooths it out a little bit. Okay, so Erin <coughs> says that she's was smoking Mai Tai Skittles and cake from Fluent. Also oh, from Fluent. See, nice. You're joining the Fluent smoke Nice. With There's us. a there was a couple of new strains on there that I really liked. I got the um Good afternoon. I got the lilac one too, the lilac diesel. It was another diesely strain. I got a bunch. I got like eight different ones uh -huh, this yeah. time. <laughs> so OG Kush. Uh, Swag Life TV says blazing some blue dream. Nice. Everybody got some good. Sh Isn't it great that we know what we're smoking? I know, now? right? It's fantastic. It's got all these silly names, but whatever. <laughs> I like the ability to know what it is I'm smoking. It's great. It's great. And whenever Fluent gets Ghost of Jupiter again, you're on it. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm, I'm serious. It'd be cool if you could have like alerts, you know, with the Despo to let you know when certain things are in stock. Right. <laughs> I wonder if Weed Maps does that. I don't know. That's yeah. a good feature. So what's going on with you? <laughs> what's, so much stress. We've been girl. on a big break and we've been on a big break. <clears throat> we're back. Yeah, we oh, we're back. The bud crawl, Miami bud crawl happened. Yes. That and I, cool. I had strep throat I and I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. We missed you. 
I was going fucking crazy. I felt so bad. I had major FOMO looking at the stories oh, that you're yeah. posting and people were posting. I was like, man, everybody looks like they're having so much fun. So I was really happy because it looked like everybody had such a great time. But I was so bummed that I missed it. I know. The bus was different, too. It added a different vibe. It looked really cool. Uh, So the plan is to, to have that bus at night because, like, the inside gets all the electrical. The blacklight yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we're planning Electric. a Halloween bud crawl, which this time you'll be a you won't costumes, be sick, girl. bro, and B costumes. I will not be sick. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be on a <laughs> regimen of vitamins to make sure I'm not sick for this shit. Because if it's Halloween, especially, yeah, we I can't miss that. Absolutely. And you know, if it's Halloween, it's gonna be highly encouraged that everybody comes in costume. Yeah, that's gonna be the and we'll fun have, of it. And we'll have costume contests yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll be. So, I, I, I hope to give out some nice, nice bongs or some a nice prize. We'll, yeah, well, for the best see what costume. cool prizes we can get. But yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, other than that, uh, you know, just my house is in disarray with uh that flood and stuff. We're waiting for insurance to get. You know, that's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um, just waiting for the roofers to start the roof, man. That I know you've been waiting for a while and it, it's like summer now, Hurricane so it's like season. raining constantly every afternoon. Yeah, and it's like I just quiver every time. <laughs> drip trauma. From I know you have, P- you have PTSD from when your house yeah. flooded, like legit. Like, and my kids today were like, I wanted it to flood again because they like splashing around yeah, when in they the were water. in the pool on Memorial Day. They're <laughs> like, Our, uh, uh, it was it was Sid. Was she? Yeah, it was Sid. About- she was like, Our house flooded. Like yeah. I guess being in the shallow part of the pool okay. reminded her of when I the figured. house flooded. Yeah, and they're like, "Man, that was fun." And yeah. I'm like, "Do you remember when we were all crying because we didn't know what was gonna happen? <laughs> that was not fun." They just remember the fun part of splashing around the house. I like that. I want to splash around. I'm like, "That's what a pool's for, bro." <laughs> not the house. Not the house. So kind of always nervous about that. I'm excited that the Heat are, are the in the finals. finals. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> It's fun to watch them Um, and also very nerve wracking, but go heat. Now we're big heat fans. So hopefully my husband got tickets from his job to go. Lucky motherfucker. And I had lucky motherfucker for real. And uh, how are the seats? Sweet, sweet, sweet seats. In the not suites? like no no you're saying like sweet like, as in like, cool yeah, like good like good seats, like good sweet seats. seats like no, the club right right <laughs> I think they're just good they're like not they're great seats okay they're not like they're the not best like seats courtside or anything right but they're like <laughs> decent seats lucky yeah so lucky. we'll see I can't wait to hear he's about gonna that. see famous people I hope so I hope so and then he's gonna dish the dirt to me. <laughs> no, but I, 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 you know, I'm gonna watch the game. Hopefully, we've been watching all the games. Um, you know, and then just getting ready for summer stuff. Um, oh my god, I can't wait for school to end. Yeah. We're counting down the days in our house. Yeah, we're kind of like eh, every day is like party day at school. Yeah, now, now they're not doing anything at school anymore. <laughs> no, the last three days of school next week. When's the last day of school for Broward? Uh, it's this week. Fridays would be. Oh, uh, all the way up to Friday. Uh, Ours is Wednesday. Well, we had a half a day, and then they made it a whole day to make up for but hurricane. All like, next week, all ne- no, all next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the last three days of school. It's early, re- early release every day. They get out at one fifty every What's day. The they normally get out at three. What's the point? So then? I really hope. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you later when I'm. What's when the point? It's my well, um, <coughs> finish yours. Yeah, and and I, what I was gonna say is too. There's a I, I don't know if uh, we have any uh, parents in Broward here. 
or if they're trying to do the clear backpack thing. So this past week was the last week the kids could bring backpacks and, and lunch boxes to school. Mm -hmm. For the rest of this week, they could bring a plastic bag with their lunch or something. But they're trying to put in place the clear backpacks, which like we've been here before. What that's they will do everything but you know it's like a corporation that'll give the employees pizza parties instead of raises i mean the, the school, school will do everything but the government will do everything but the school can't deal do, with the guns change the law they're just doing what they can to right. try to make the school safe because the motherfuckers in power are not changing but, the I, but it also puts it back on us it's the sucks. parents it who have to now and 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 two, I don't have a high schooler. I can only say I think that just the privacy issue, you know, it mm -hmm. is a bother. Granted, yes, you know, you wanna you wanna do the best you can to provide safety measures, but sometimes a clear book we just bag is not pay attention gonna, to the wrong wrong not things. Be the answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Um, and then did, our school doesn't have a kindergarten graduation. That is when I saw that note, I was like how sad you didn't have a kindergarten no graduation. and it's, and i'm like well this is my first time doing kindergarten no i but definitely i always thought that a vpk and a kindergarten right okay well i think the vpk one is uh, a little fucking too much because seriously two graduations in a row like whatever <laughs> it's like know? a graduation every year yeah it's it's taxing it really is annoying just like i don't know man i just feel like well, there's there's usually, if not a graduation, at least an award ceremony. What they did was they uh, they put her in a little cap and gown, took a picture and sent it home, which I thought was cute and thoughtful because I don't know if that's something that other classes did. I'm thinking this might be the only thing my class that my kids class did, but no ceremony. And then I talked mm -hmm. to another teacher from a different school and she was like, you know, some people do it. Some people don't. And which is like on the one hand, cool, great. I don't have to deal with all this yeah. stuff. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, that's like a little fun little, you know, milestone mm -hmm. to celebrate with your kid. But anyways, that's a thing now, guys. No kindergarten. I had a kindergarten graduation <laughs> when my kid was in kindergarten. And then just like, you know, um, trying to map out what we're going to do for the summer, because I, I, I kind of want I want them to have some fun and do mm -hmm, some things mm -hmm. with them. Same. But summer camp is kind of expensive super expensive um and, and you but, have two kids yeah it, i've been looking i've been looking and uh talking to other parents see what they're doing see what they're doing and mm -hmm. um trying to just figure out things to do that i can you know well, is there anything that you think would interest sloan at least sloan for summer camp right i i would like to get her what into is she some into different like atmosphere maybe soccer or like i don't softball know or I think like I, computers or art Excuse me. I think maybe art or like uh I think dance. Dance. Yeah. I feel like dance is good. Something they body have all kinds of summer camps to build confidence, you know, because ultimately, you know, I just wanted to like because when it gets to teenage years, I know that shit like mm -hmm, that's you mm -hmm. really so I at least want to work her up into that so that we can get a good rhythm going. Yeah, I find something she could really pour herself into, you know, something fun. Yeah, we're struggling with trying to find something like that for Julian, too, because he was in kindergarten when the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. So he was in the middle of his kindergarten year when they took him out of school and everything went virtual. Mm -hmm. And then he did all of first grade virtual and he did like the first couple quarters of second grade virtual. So he's only been 
half of second grade and now all of third grade back in schools. Mm -hmm. So I, he, I feel like all that time being away from classmates and socializing yeah. and only socializing through internet, he's more comfortable on the computer interacting with his friends than he is in person mm. interacting with his friends. Yeah. And then like, he's not into soccer. We did soccer. He didn't really want to do that. So I'm looking for something to, it to also do like with him this summer. It also takes a couple tries too. you know mm -hmm. what I to mean? Find, like he says he wants to code. Battle. He wants to learn to code. So cool. I want to try to find a good like summer camp that's not too expensive. Yeah. That he could go for a couple weeks and, and learn about coding to see if that's something he really wants to do. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, he's just counting the days down till the end of school. Hey, like he's like, him. how many days? How many days? How many hours? Whatever. Yes. Did I, I told you, but I don't know. I don't think I told our audience because it was probably on the break that my son and his friends, what they call school is six crappy hours of our lives. That's what they call school. As in S-C-H-O-O-L. Six oh, crappy oh. hours of our lives. They made an acronym of <laughs> oh school. <laughs> and they're like, school sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just also think it wasn't a good teacher, a good fit for him with the teacher this year. So I've been looking for vacations to do and everything's so expensive so what did we end up landing on again? Because it's already kind of cheaper already because we already have and the annual passes. Obsessed, girl. You're <laughs> obsessed <laughs> with Disney. You guessed that right. We're going back to Disney. <laughs> I never, right. I usually never, ever, ever go to the parks during the summer. Ever. But we're doing it. Because it's hot as balls. Yeah. But we're going to pace ourselves and only do a little bit. And it's just because. Yeah. It's that's. And I feel like that's fun. Just yeah. to chill. Go for a couple things. Bing, yeah. bang, boom. And then, you know, go back to the hotel. Chill. Exactly. Like we're going to. He doesn't know. Because he's been begging to like just be picked up early every day or not even going to school oh, anymore. Because school's like pretty much over and they're oh, just my, being my given busy work and stuff. Um, but he doesn't know, and I really hope he's not out there listening to this, <laughs> that I already have planned to pick him up early on Tuesday from school and surprise him and be like, hey, we're leaving the Disney. You're not going to school tomorrow. Yeah. Summer begins early. Yes. So <laughs> the plan is to go up there on Tuesday and then stay um, Wednesday till Friday so that I'm back by Friday because we have an interview on Saturday. <laughs> We have podcast stuff Saturday. Busy, basically. busy, yeah. <laughs> podcast busy. We're back in season, bitches. Yeah, we're busy every week now. I know. I know. Looking for some hands. Yeah. If any of you guys know good editors, or video editor, who are worked on podcasts before, down okay. to get you know down with the pot smoking box. <laughs> get down. Get come down. on, come on. <laughs> hey guys, by the way. YouTube channel. If you're here now, you Thank better you. you better thumbs up this shit and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. Some people be in here not if subscribed. They're, if they're here right now, they're probably subscribed because how they know about it. I know. Because well, <laughs> this was a secret. Yeah, I know, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, tell everybody. Uh, but tell wait, tell everybody <laughs> to to be to sub for next time. They'll yeah. be in on the secret. Yeah, because I think we might keep this up. This is actually yeah, you know, it's interesting. Cool. We like interesting this. new take on doing the episodes. Season. But uh, we definitely want to give a shout out to our patrons. Obviously, we talk about them a lot on here. We just went over how we do Spend watch parties on Discord. Parties. We do sessions on Discord. We're planning vacations. Yeah, there's a, yeah, a boat party. Boats, bitches, and blunts party coming up. 
um, we're renting a boat and taking it out to the what is it? The sandbar. And we're going to like pretend we're rich for a day. The Miami Riviera on the ocean. Definitely probably eat some shrooms. <laughs> it's going to be a time. So thank you, patrons. We do this because you motivate us. <laughs> you do. Seriously. Honestly, we really thought nobody was going to listen to us. And you know what? We were totally shocked and, and we, you know, we appreciate the ears and, and even not our patrons, just our regular listeners. Yes, we love you guys. Thank yes. you for hanging around. <laughs> if you can't be a patron, that's cool. We don't mind. Uh, you just being here and listening is a big help. Uh, rate, review, and do all that good stuff. Share our podcast. If you know other moms out there who, you know, smoke weed, send them our way. And I think we're finally ready to go to our, Are we? our first segment. Well, segment. technically our second segment. Yeah. We got a test segment out there, but this is a good old favorite. News Nugs, where we get high and read the news to you. All right, so this is some great news, man. Minnesota becomes 23rd state to legalize recreational cannabis. Nearly two weeks after the Minnesota, why can't I say Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota legislator voted to legalize cannabis. Tim Waltz made good on his promise to give final approval to the legislation this week. On Tuesday... Governor Tim Waltz signed the cannabis legalization into law, officially making Minnesota the 23rd state in the nation to legalize recreational cannabis. At the signing ceremony Tuesday, Waltz recognized that prohibition does not work, adding that he and fellow lawmakers are looking to start the expungement process for qualifying Minnesotans. Awesome. Waltz also indicated that adults should be able to make their own decisions around these types of choices. We've known for too long that prohibiting the use of cannabis hasn't worked. By legalizing adult-use cannabis, we're expanding our economy, creating jobs, and regulating the industry to keep Minnesotans safe, Waltz said. Legalizing adult-use cannabis and expunging or resentencing cannabis convictions will strengthen communities. This is the right move for Minnesota. All right. Gotta agree with that. A 300-page bill allows adults in the state over the age of 21 to use recreational cannabis and looks to transform the current illicit market into regulated state-licensed businesses around the state. It specifically creates a new regulatory framework to license cannabis businesses to cultivate, manufacture, and sell cannabis at retail dispensaries. There are a total of 12 different business licenses a person can apply for in the recreational market, uh, along with additional license for medical cannabis. The legislation also expunges low-level cannabis convictions. The new law will automatically expunge non-felony cannabis offenses, and it will establish a board to review more serious cannabis crimes. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension's process of automatically clearing records is set to begin August 1st, according to the bill. The bill was designed with social equity in mind, granting social equity status to military veterans or active service members denied honorable status because of a cannabis offense. Farmers from underrepresented communities and residents of areas which have experienced a disproportionately large amount of cannabis enforcement. 
It will also set up an office of cannabis management, which will oversee the regulation and sale of cannabis products in Minnesota. Additionally, the bill legalizes possession of up to two pounds of cannabis. Two pounds. That's a good amount, right? (laughs) I feel like that's a lot. Isn't it been usually in the ounces before, like in other laws? Possession of up to two pounds of cannabis in a private residence and limited home cultivation by adults over 21. Out in public, Minnesota adults are allowed to have up to two ounces. Yeah, I guess because yeah. it's at home. Well, right. And also residence. it's growing too, right? Yeah, so obviously. So, which and which we usually, the terms that we see is usually like in plants, how many plants you can have. Yeah, and yeah. And what stages of the plant stage and yeah. all that stuff. And here it's just like two pounds. I guess it's just, I mean, you don't have to know after you like. Yeah, that's after you cultivate, cultivate and, and harvest. That. But, uh, and harvest and all that, but. Um, the legislation yeah. allows adults to grow up to eight cannabis plants at home. Well, here okay, we go. See. There's the number. So All you right. can do eight, including four mature and their flowering plants. We just got there. We just, we just haven't read right that far yet. <laughs> Whoa. What just happened? I just dropped my, my cup back there. Okay. Can I check it out real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Pause. We need one of those little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us a sign. <laughs> Stoner mom unleashed. I think I we're back. We're back. Thank out. you for that, Uncle Jesse. That was that was hilarious. All right. Oh, did I put? I also put this up. No. 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 Okay, I good. think you're good. All right, we're good. And we're back. All right. <laughs> So possession for adults 21 and older will officially be legal in the state starting August 1st. While Minnesota might be the 23rd state to legalize cannabis, I think we've passed the best bill in the country that Minnesotans can be really proud of. Bill co-author Representative Zach Stevenson. Yeah, not biased at all, Zach. (laughs) For Uh Where's his best? I wrote it. I know. Stevenson also said he is, expects it will take 12 to 18 months before residents and visitors will be able to go into a store and purchase recreational cannabis products. Specifically, he noted that we'll be getting some people into the positions to be able to run this. That's what I imagine he sounds like. While <laughs> assuring Minnesotans that lawmakers. They kind of have, have that accent, a, remember? Like, okay. Have put. No, uh, don't try to do it. <laughs> A lot of thought into the bill and rode ahead. All eyes were on Minnesota as the legislation progressed earlier this year. More than two dozen legislative committees vetted the legislation with the Minnesota House of Representatives and Senate approving separate cannabis legalization bills in late April. A conference committee reconciled the differences between the bills, followed by House approval of the consensus bill on May 18th. It ultimately passed in the Senate on May 20 and headed to Walt's desk, where he expected he would sign it into law. The newly passed legislation is also in line with the public opinion of most Minnesotans. A recent poll from KSGPTV and Survey <laughs> USA found that 64% of registered voters were in favor, favor, favor. favor of legalizing cannabis for adults. I mean, who weed is the best, and they okay? legalized medical cannabis back in 2014. Already, so they've so had they've had medical since, since 2014, 2014, and now 
everybody can get weed in Minnesota. Gimme, Congratulations. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Now I can go visit my cousin out there <laughs> and be like, yeah, I could buy weed anywhere. Uh, I was asking my husband, uh, what does a what does a nice house go for out there in Minnesota? It's too fucking cold. I know that's well. Yeah, that's but. the only thing that would be stopping me to go to Minnesota is like how cold it is. Other than that, the people are really nice. It's very beautiful. I don't know. Yeah, you know they have good laws. <laughs> weed. So weed. They got weed. I don't know, man. But you close to the border. It's, 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 we need a skedaddle. Yeah, it's looking <laughs> like it's time to look for uh, housing in They're other like, places. And Andrea's like, it's near me in Canada. What's up? We could be, meet up with our Canadian homies hey, whenever we want. Like, for sure. Let's do it. <laughs> we get, we get, we go get coats. We just get a lot of coats, you guys. Just put all the coats on one coat. I, I would have so many fucking layers. Let me tell you. Uh, I'd be like the kid from uh, what's that movie where he sticks his tongue on the thing? The Christmas story. The Christmas story. The one that he comes out and he falls back. And he's, like, oh ah, nice. and he's stuck in the snow. He can't get up. That's my guy. Well, congratulations, Minnesota. And now we have some good news from New York oh, as well. Some good news for New we, we New Yorkers. We love you. We see you. And we love this. <laughs> Andrea's like, I'm the queen of layers. <laughs> okay, so New York regulators will launch cannabis farmers markets within a month. Oh, my God. This is the dream, y'all. Yeah, this is a dream. This is the dream. Like having a like legit cannabis farmers market. How cool is yeah, that? Beautiful. Beautiful. Unfortunately, you won't be able to light up on site at eh, New York markets. Just give me the but weed. But who cares? Let me smell it. Let me look at it. Let me buy it. Let me take it home as well. <laughs> regulations and red tape make it hard to sell cannabis in New York. Currently, just over a dozen licensed retailers are actively operating in New York. By introducing a marijuana farmer's market, more retailers could sell their products as regulators continue to work to license and set up more legal brick-and-mortar storefronts. Officials say the cannabis farmer's market markets could start within a month. The announcement comes after a town hall event last Thursday for cultivators organized by the Cannabis Association of New York, in conjunction with the State Officials of Cannabis Management, OCM. During the meeting, attendees discussed how a farmer's market could both offer businesses a sale model while giving consumers a safe place to shop. Over the last year, lots of cannabis was grown, but much of it needs a place to be sold. The farmer's market aims to solve such concerns. Yeah, so all these farmers like were growing all this weed in preparation for recreational sales, but there's not enough storefronts open right now to really sell all that product. So much weed, not enough places to sell it. By the way, if you're on the live stream, happy 420. Oh, is you're it? lighting up right now with us. And if you're not subscribed to our YouTube, you should. So you could be part of now this I live stream. Hit this. Do it. Cause I don't, I got to pack my stuff, but. OCM Chief Equity Officer Damien Fagon said at the event that regulators hope to get the farmer's markets ready to open optimistically within a month. New York Cannabis Insider reported, according to OCM Director of Policy John Kegia, the rules for what will be called the New York Cannabis Growers Showcase program hasn't been released yet. I like that. New York Cannabis Growers Showcase. Showcase, Showcase Showdown. However, we should go and be like, oh, we're, let's go judge the New York Girls <laughs> cannabis, cannabis Showcase. showcase. <laughs> However, Kagia says that there are several issues that we're still working through internally, but we have the authorization here to discuss it. 
the Farmer's Market, a.k.a. New York Cannabis Growers Showcase. Plans to have a minimum, right? Like, okay, all right. They're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna write it out now. Let's steal that name. (laughs) Plans to have a minimum of three growers and at least one licensed retailer hosting farmers market style events in authorized uh, municipalities. On site consumption will not be allowed. Mm. It's okay. You know, baby steps. Because you're probably going to be people walking around with their kids and stuff. Because it's like probably not just going to be cannabis at these markets. And it says at least at first, as that would mean additional permits obtained from the State Department of Public Health. Mm. So maybe ultimately, yes, like you said, down the line. Yeah. So customers will have to enjoy back home. (laughs) Alcohol is also not allowed. Because who invited that guy to the party? (laughs) This is the cannabis showcase. This is the cannabis showcase. This ain't the alcohol showcase. You know what I'm saying? You know what we're saying? For real. You're picking up what we're putting down? Uh, So while the farmer's markets offers help for sellers, New York is a long way from providing fun communal spaces for folks who enjoy cannabis as one might enjoy a beer with friends at a bar. Hops are cousin to weed hops right hops so, you know beer yeah yeah beer and some cannabis they're cousins sure 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 <laughs> but the star here and the showcase is, is cannabis for sure 100 uh farmers uh can, in the pot <laughs> farmers can try to obtain municipal approval to hold the farmers markets on their own property hmm. which could provide communal gatherings Additionally, mm. they could try to sell out events like concerts, Ooh. festivals. What? Can you imagine being at a concert uh-huh. or festival and there's weed to buy, bro, like legally a from a vendor? And also, How yeah. is, wait, wait, uh, hold on. I've had my weed confiscated at festivals. <laughs> like, I'm so confused. How not I, only can how you smoke it here, about- but you can buy it here. How do I wrap my brain around this? Hold that's, on. And let me tell you, bro, that's bank. Let's they would make so much let, money at I a know. festival. Let's say, let's say, let's say Tony. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I'm just so shocked by this news. <laughs> let's say our buddies over at MHL, Miami High Life, wanted to set up at the fucking Cypress Hill 311 concert. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know how much bank homie will make for real? I mean, that's tight. They could try selling at events, events like and concerts, concerts and festivals. Because you know New York does, does all those like free concerts like in the parks all the time throughout oh, yeah. the summer. Yeah, I mean, listen, you be walking through Central Park and fucking Panic at the Disco is playing over here in one corner for fucking Good Morning America. <laughs> and like you're like, wow, a random concert in New York City. Like that's just standard for a, a day in, in New York. <laughs> But now you can get weed at those places. This is insane. This is like the future, guys. This is the future. What a time to be alive. Like, I remember going to festivals and like, are we get like confiscated at the gate when they search your bag? Or not even that. Or like, you don't, oh, you didn't bring it. You you couldn't get your cop in time. You're like, oh, shit, man. I I come to this Beastie Boy concert. And then your the next door neighbor over here has a joint. You spark up your little eyes are like, oh man, I hope this neighbor wants to share the joint with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've had uh, people offer me joints. Oh my god, yeah, for sure. And uh, like saviors, yeah. they're saviors, <laughs> like, they're we oh. Jesus saviors. <laughs> this was po- pre-COVID before. Like. <laughs> right, right. We shared many things. Now germs are a little bit of a hot topic. Like, oh, I don't know you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, back to the article. We think this is really important because it does two things. 
Kagia said. One, it allows growers to get in front of the consumers who are going to be buying legal regulated product in New York and allows you to tell your stories. Two, it allows you to sell your product much more quickly across the streets, uh, across the state. So the idea would be that the retailers are going to be confined to the regions where they're authorized to operate, but growers would be able to do this anywhere in the state. Mm. So like farmers could legit do that for, because think about people that live in like rural, like New York away from the city. There's probably less dispensary options out there, but there's a lot of farming out there. So if there's like growers already growing wheat out there and then they can have like, like almost like a dispensary or like a spot kind of like where you just go on side and smoke kind of like that place that Lauren was telling us about in Colorado. They're like a grow place. And a yeah, I know what, which hopefully we'll be at in October. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that we're, we might, <laughs> we're trying to make it out to Colorado in October. Uh, yeah, but yeah. That's awesome. So farm slash dispensary. Mm-hmm, that's cool. Yeah. Which is like, Yes, it's like going I, to it's a like vineyard, go- vineyard, and shit, but instead you know? it's weed. Yes, that's oh, that is the dream. Give me, get this, let's get this <laughs> going, guys. So the idea for the marijuana farmers market pilot program comes after New York Governor Kathy Hochul's administration stepped up its efforts to transition folks to the legal market, which under current restraints is difficult for both sellers and consumers. For many buying on the black market, even if it's illegal, others offers better more affordable products demonstrating that if New York wants a thriving legal market, they have a lot of work ahead of them as part of efforts to persuade people to buy legally. A public education campaign was launched last month, pushing people to buy from licensed shops, relying on scare tactics of the dangers of buying illegally and reminding folks that legal weed ideally means equity programs. Yeah. I mean, you're still, so an equity program when you're helping your plug out, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's good. That's a okay. nice angle. Once they once they get you know corporate cannabis up to the par that of our plugs, because we get some good weed from our plugs. I, you know, I, I, they've I, been growing I, weed yo, for a long I, I, time. Listen, not to not to not to shit on the <laughs> market, but I've seen some better things come from a plug from the legacy market okay then. from legacy market then we're getting at dispensaries and i honestly think too they can they could pick the nugs for you where like if, when you get it at the butt tender doesn't know it's what all the pre-packaged. Shit, what kind of shit you're getting it's all prepackaged i mean i look at some of the stuff that's how like, many hands has it gone through uh, to get packaged and get to you premium that fucking word premium flower and when you open it some scraggly ass shit you know it. You're laughing because I mean, you've done that. Yeah, You're like, oh, it's happened premium. many times. This is we the- get really good weed too from the dispensaries, also. But like, it's pretty consistent from the legacy. It can be inconsistent. Like, look at the dispensaries, and, is, and-, and it's because it's they're producing at a higher scale, I guess. You know, and like, and yeah, know. it is. You don't know how many hands of. Exactly. Flip so in March, officials announced that they are doubling the number of conditional adult use marijuana licenses that can be approved from 150 to 300. Holchul also introduced legislation to crack down on vendors selling on the black market. Holchul visit, visited one of the few currently open cannabis retailers in February, but did not buy anything. Okay. <laughs> 
like the guy it's writing. Like, well, it's like, you just wanted to go see it, but you didn't like, buy hey, shit. Bitch. I just want to be clear. I went to look, but I didn't buy anything. <laughs> Not me. I just. No, I, went I think to that go. was more High Times reporting on the fact that that she didn't buy anything. Yeah, they're just like cleaning their hands with that. They're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, they don't re- they don't really support that much. They didn't buy anything. <laughs> Like they don't get down get Shit, down <laughs> you guys we got a youtube channel and we hope you're watching it now because if you're listening upgrade your life go watch on youtube okay oh diana is like uh i'm literally having to read captions because i'm at work and my headsets just died i'm so upset oh <laughs> i know you can't hear our beautiful voices that's oh so i that. guess youtube auto, you could put the captions on on youtube and it'll facebook it does it i think facebook is oh because yeah it. she's watching on facebook yeah. this live thing is actually kind of fun yeah i like it i like it this is a good test welcome to the secret welcome <laughs> Uh, yeah so now it's time for our next segment it's time for our favorite segment All right, you if you weren't in a good mood, that had to. I mean, oh every time God. I hear that intro makes me yes. happy. And we should have queued it up. The video of Levan Hernandez in a little league team. I couldn't believe it. My, I had seen it. That on, happened recently? That happened recently. Oh, so what's, what's, up, what's up with him? Uh, Levan Hernandez, I guess he does little league he's now. A, oh, or he's awesome. a little league coach. Yeah. But some shit went down on one of their, on one of their um, games. And he was involved in some sort of verbal altercation. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, drama. Yeah, yeah, drama at the Little League. And that's just like, come on, bro, really? At I the mean, Little League? Let's go, guys. Some parents can get, they get really, into it. Yeah. Hey, especially if you are a, an award winning baseball player, you know? <laughs> Who's going to cross Levon? All right. So, group pushing for recreational marijuana in Florida clears a key hurdle. And you've heard this from us before we've, we've been, been talking, talking about, about this, this all last season well apparently they got their signatures they, they got it. the number of signatures needed next it. stop approval from the florida supreme court yeah backers of proposed constitutional amendment that would allow recreational use of marijuana have surpassed a required number of petition signatures to place the initiative on the 2024 ballot according to the state division of elections the agency's website showed on thursday that the smart and safe Smart and Safe Florida Political Committee, which is sponsoring the measure, had submitted more than 967,000 valid signatures for the initiative. Committees have to submit 891,523, so they surpassed it. Valid signatures for the placement on the ballot. While the proposal has topped the signature threshold, it still must clear another major hurdle. Florida Supreme Court approval. The court reviews ballot initiatives to ensure they address single subjects and are not confusing to voters. Justices in 2021 twice rejected recreational marijuana proposals, but backers of the current measure said they relied on guidance from the court's rulings when crafting the adult personal use of marijuana initiative. Attorney General Ashley Moody, who last month sent the proposal to the court for review, signaled she will argue the measure doesn't meet legal requirements to go before voters. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The court asked the proposal's opponents to submit briefs by June 12 and gave supporters until July 5th to respond. 
Final briefs are due July 12th. Oral arguments have not been scheduled. Hmm. Truly, the state's largest medical marijuana operator has contributed more than <gasps> 38 it has gotten million, million to the recreational marijuana effort. Which, wow. by the way, 38 million. Let me remind y'all that True Leaf, along with Curleaf, are backing out of markets that they cannot monopolize right now. So and I'm just wanna. This would help them monopolize this market. Throw that. If this, if this bill passes, or if, if, the, if you guys amendment. vote for it, if, if we vote amendment, for it, yeah. if it's on the ballot and we vote for it, this will give True Leaf more advantage. It would open it, up their customer know. base. Yeah. And basically. Just, you know, everybody with a medical license will be able to do the recreational right. uh, dispensing. So but at the same time, they're thirty eight million dollars and there's still a, a chance that it would get money. There's still a chance that they could be like, well, no, the wording is no good. We, we're not going to let it go on the ballot. I don't know. I feel like we'll see where it goes and we'll continue to report on it. But at least like, look, we're seeing what thirty eight million dollars can get you. This is what they said. <laughs> our investment demonstrates our firm belief that Floridians are ready to experience the freedom to use cannabis for personal consumption. Oh, but not the freedom to grow. But not it, the freedom by to the grow. Way. No, continue. No. A freedom which is currently enjoyed by more than half of America's adults. True Leave CEO Kim Rivers said in a statement Thursday. With over 965,000 validated signatures from nearly every part of our state, it is clear these voters share that belief. We are thrilled the campaign has made this milestone and look forward to seeing this initiative on the ballot next November. To pass, the proposed constitutional, constitutional amendment must receive approval from 60% of voters. This is the farthest anything has gotten. And we've reported in the past. Well, no, the other ones got to be reviewed also. But they, but this is the part where they stopped they, making it. Is that no? What they the the Supreme Court said it was a, it wasn't a single subject matter. Remember, mm -hmm. we reported like because it was homegrown. It was combined, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they they didn't approve that language. I could have sworn, or maybe it was the preliminary check, not the final check of the language, because mm -hmm. I think there's a preliminary one, like when you get a certain number of signatures, and then you keep going, and then there's another one. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just also watching our tw people on Twitch. Like, hey, we're on Twitch because we our Twitch is kind of. Like we've, we've never done Twitch before. Oh, I know. Like, hey, what's up? We follow try. us on Twitch. Let's yeah. Get our Twitch going. Yeah. <laughs> if you follow us on, we can get Tell your Twitch people about us. I know. We're on there too. Yeah. <laughs> we're thinking about doing this now for every new episode. We'll see. We'll yeah, talk about it after this episode. So, yeah, so. so let us know if you think you would like us to do this every week when we yeah. record our episode. You're in the cusp of our technology, you guys. <laughs> Look at you being all in on the secret. <laughs> All right. Uh, so well, that's that's the end of I Love You Miami. Yes. We have a very special interview for you today. Uh, Cheyenne Davis. She's an MTV TV reality star. She's a personality. She's she's been in TV reality for MTV Viacom for 10 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She was featured on. Are you the Are one? Are you the one? The challenge, Team Mom OG, Team Mom Next Chapter, and Team Mom Family Reunion. She's a mama too and a pot smoking mom. I've been watching Cheyenne since she joined the Team Mom franchise. I didn't see her on the other shows that she mm -hmm. was on. But this that's was an impressive really resume, though. That's like yeah, amazing. Yeah, she's been on TV for a long time. And now she has a podcast and a foundation for her daughter. So, like, 
there's a lot going on and it was a lot of fun talking to her. I hope we hope you enjoy the interview. Yeah, here it is. Well, we're really excited to have you on the show. I've been a big fan of Team Mom for many years. So I've been watching you and your family on on TV for a while. So I was very excited when you agreed to come on and speak to us. Oh, God, um, don't judge me. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, what's great is that hearing your podcast, you get to know you re for real. It's not like on the show where you kind of just see little sp parts of your life, but on your podcast, you really get to new know you and your sister. Um, but yeah. um, here, we don't want to focus too much on Team Mom or anything. We want to talk specifically about the fact that you're actually a pot smoking mom like us. I got to say, I was really excited <laughs> when I found that out. <laughs> right? <laughs> When I discovered that, I was like, oh, my goodness, she's one of us. So I actually wanted to uh, I actually discovered it on Team Mom, which is strange because <laughs> yes, I saw like a little tiny clip that I was like, wait a minute. Is that what I thought I saw? I'm going to play it for you real quick. I made a TikTok of it. Oh, my God, what is that? Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> and that was literally Girl. my reaction when I saw that. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Um... <laughs> Why? I was so excited when yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we're actually very proud of you for that. <laughs> You're I proud was like, of me no wonder I connect with Cheyenne so much. Damn it. I would say that I've kept the fact that I like cannabis away from the show really well. I've been doing um, MTV Viacom shows for the past nine. This year will make nine years that I've been on reality TV. And I've always kept them separated for numerous reasons. I'm sure you guys can all figure them out. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, this last year, I really came into, like, myself, like, as a mom, as a wife, as a woman, and I said, like, fuck it, like, you know, at this point, like, what are they gonna do? Like, <laughs> nobody can say shit, like, my kids are beautiful, they're healthy, they're smart, no one can say I'm a bad mom, I feel like I've established that I'm a good mom, and for my bridal shower, which is where that clip is from, my mom asked like what were my bridal shower wishes and i feel like when other brides were like i want like a champagne bar or like fancy lingerie i was like i want somebody there who's rolling up weed like i want yes. one at the party who's rolling individual joints for the guest and my mom was like okay <laughs> so one of my friends actually is the head of marketing of a cannabis company called viola which is pretty big out here. We went to college together and my mom hit him up and was like, can you get me a roller? Like, can you, she, you know, she's like, can you find me a roller? And he's like, what are you talking about? And <laughs> she had to, you know, further explain what she meant in her own old people terms. And <laughs> he found like this girl. Now I call her the roller, but I ended up <laughs> looking up her page and she's like the person who like rolls like Snoop Dogg's joints and like, what? all these like fancy people who smoke weed joints. And I'm like, oh my God, she did my party. I didn't even know. <laughs> and they got me like custom matches. It was really, really cute. I realized like after I posted that, I did a post for just that table, like showing that table. And 
I got a lot of positive feedback from other moms that indulge, and I got a lot of negative feedback too. And I wasn't ready mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. it. I'm sure you guys can speak on that more than I can because that was my first time even opening that door. But it was like, I wanted to almost put up another post like, wait, you guys don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> that's I will and you know what a lot of times be. a lot of times you'd be surprised the calls coming from inside the house girl and it's like people who are like they're throwing whatever judgment that has been thrown them back at you when they're the ones that smoke too because that's what usually happens after mm-hmm. you go back and forth well you know always like don't feed the trolls but you kind of people the trolls feed each other and you'll find out that a lot of these people are also smokers and it's just kind of strange. Yeah. It was actually uh, one of our listeners that showed me that post because when I made that TikTok, she's like, yeah, she posted on Instagram. And I was like, I follow her. How did I not see this? But I follow you on my uh, personal Instagram, which I'm never on because we're so busy on our our, uh, podcast one. So I went and looked at it and I was like, oh, my God. So I immediately followed you from Pot Smoking Moms, too. She's one of us. This is amazing. (laughs) So um, when you when you when we reached out to you to be on the show, what was your first impression when you saw this Pot Smoking Moms? Yeah, like were you open to talking about it? Have you been concealing it for such a long time on the show? Like, were you like, oh, I don't know about this. Maybe I shouldn't. So the crazy thing is, it seemed like once I opened that door to let people know that, you know, I do smoke. I like edibles. I'm not particularly good at it. Like, if you asked my husband, he'd say, like, I'm a terrible high person. Like, I'm just... (laughs) I need to do it like once the kids are down for bed. I can, I used to be able to like smoke and function and like get things done. I think after I had ACE, it just, I'm, it just doesn't work for me. So I'm like a nighttime closet smoker. That's what my friends call me. Um, Mm -hmm. Or if I don't have the kids, then I'll smoke all day. But if I have them, (laughs) I need to like function and still be me. I mean, I'm still me. You get what I mean. But I know you mean. I still need to be like, I'm here with you. So I think that it kind of all came at once where all of a sudden all these like cannabis companies or podcasts or platforms that were like, wait, we didn't know. Now that we do know, let's talk about it. What's up? (laughs) And at first I was like, you know, I asked my manager, what do I do? Like, what do you think I should do? And she's, she kind of was like, this is a decision for yourself. You're not doing anything illegal. You're not hurting anybody. This doesn't make you a bad mom. This doesn't make you an incompetent mom. You're still a good mom. Like, you're going to have to make that decision of like, you know, F it, who cares what people think. And there's also this whole world of moms who do smoke that you could relate to and possibly could relate to you. Um, so I chose that route, which is why I'm here. And at the same time, my friend who heads is like the head of Viola asked me if I wanted to do a Mother's Day cannabis gifting. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, what is this? I don't even know what that means, but okay. (laughs) So he was like, write me a list of like all your like mom friends, regardless of like um, following just moms that you want to gift like pre-rolls and edibles to and 
um, cannabis merch and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. So I gave him like a list of like 30 moms to gift all this cannabis stuff to. And all the moms posted it and tagged me in it. So then I'm like, oh shit, I gotta repost it. So then all my Mother's Day posts were all weed. And uh, yes. people were like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait till I see the podcast come out. <laughs> it's like, oh, is Cheyenne a cannabis advocate now? Is this what's happening? I mean, hey, yeah, we always want people to advocate for cannabis. There's a lot of work to still be done. I mean, we've come a long way, but, you know, having, uh, you know, you have a platform. Yeah. Advocacy is where it's at. Yeah. Well, what was that? What was your experience? Your first time uh, experience with cannabis? So like, when was the first time you smoked it? You know? So my first experience with even like, realizing that it was a thing was actually my prom night, I did not actually smoke. But what my dad does, you, you guys kind of saw my dad, he's quirky, and he rolled me a fake joint and put it in my purse for my prom night. And when I got my bag later on, I realized there's a fake joint in it. And I was just kind of messing with it and I unrolled it and he wrote on it, like something funny, like I bet you thought, like just basically making a joke, like, hey, you thought you were about <laughs> to smoke you. this. So that was really like my first experience with like anything dealing with marijuana, um, even though it was fake, but it always stuck with me. <laughs> and then when I got to college, um, me being from LA, I just feel like everybody knows how to roll up and I just, even if I smoked or not, I knew how to roll one. And I realized when I went to school in Virginia that a lot of those girls did not know how to roll one. So <laughs> a lot of guys would always ask me to roll their joints and <laughs> it caused a lot of problems like in school. <laughs> Because they're like, here's this girl from L.A. She thinks she's a hippie. She smokes. And she's rolling up all the guys' weed. And I'm like, it's me. I'm here. I rode a skateboard in college. Like, I really fit into my, like, hippie vibe then. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of known for, like, riding my skateboard to classes. And I was the L.A. girl who smoked and knew how to roll joints. And I would teach people how to do it. And... That was kind of like my first like real experience with it. I feel like growing up drugs or like trying things were never like something that we couldn't talk about at home. Like my parents always said, if you want to try something, do it at home first so that you see how you react to things and you're not in the middle of the street naked doing weird shit. You're doing it at home. And that's always kind of stuck with me. So not to say I'm going to just take acid and sit on my parents' couch, but <laughs> I definitely rooms and sat on my parents' couch. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you actually, what were your feelings on other plant medicine? That's a lot of laws are changing now around like psychedelics, like shrooms. Um, what are your thoughts on shrooms? I personally love them. I mean, it's not something I, obviously I do around my children. Yeah, uh, but it's something that you know every once in a while I'll microdose for a nice day I think microdosing is a very interesting concept a yeah. lot of people are using that instead of um pharmaceuticals for mental health so my first experience with shrooms was way before Ryder so probably nine years ago and it was actually with Zach everything that I've done first has been with Zach which is kind of scary to think about but my sister 
had this like bag of mushrooms and she was like, Hey, let's do these mushrooms. And me and Zach were like, no, like we don't, we don't want to play with you, Kyle. And she was like very convincing. Clearly she put him on this pizza. She turned on Pocahontas and Zach and I had the worst night ever. She had the best. Oh my goodness. Of her life. (laughs) We had the worst night to the point where I think I ended up like crying and going upstairs and telling my mom, like, help me. Um, oh my we didn't know what we were doing. We ate way too much. Yeah, you probably ate too much. Yeah, we, who knows where she got it from? Like, there were so many questions <laughs> regarding that baggie that she had. So we had <laughs> such a bad experience with it to begin with. Um, now, ten years later, there's like microdosing that's been introduced. And one of my friends, one day, I was having the worst day—just panic attacks and anxiety—and like I felt like. It was just one of those days where I could not get out of bed and I couldn't even perform as a mom if I wanted to. And she's like, oh, my God, you need a microdose. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then she she like sent me a picture of this candy bar. It looked like a regular chocolate bar. And she's like, you just take a square and I call them happy bars. And I'm like, girl, you're way above me right now. I'm in this like dark place and you're talking about a happy piece of chocolate. So the next time we hung out, she gave me a piece of chocolate. I forgot about our conversation. And about 30 minutes later, I was like giggly and, you know, no anxiety. And I had the best night. And she basically later told me she drugged me. Um, I was <laughs> and I was like, I need to start microdosing more. I thought it was great. Definitely not something I could do while being um, a mom because I think I was just way too like floaty and <laughs> in the clouds, but I would say that after that, I did a lot of research on microdosing. I saw what it's been doing for people who have like mental health issues and I'm all for it. You know, I don't knock really anything unless like you're harming yourself or your family or something. But I think that uh, everybody should try to microdose every now and then. I find it fantastic. And I have a lot of friends that um, have found value in it. And they do like a very small dosage, like 0.2. And even that small, it's just the mood enhancers just makes you feel a little bit like it's kind of like taking the Lexapro or something like that, some kind of um, antidepressant Mm -hmm. when you take it in such a small amount. So a lot of people I've found have been able to actually go on a microdose regimen and switch off their, you know, pharmaceutical drugs oh, wow. and go more the natural route yeah i love that i think that's great you know i feel like we're so far in age now like we should be able to try different things without judgment and without like mom shaming which i feel like is such a huge thing right now it's so easy to mom shame via social media or whatever platform you're on. And I feel like if you find something that works for you and makes you a happy and better person, then do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're and uh, moms are so stressed out. I mean, who needs it more than us? Like, we've got so many things we're handling. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. And I, cannabis helps me with my like ADHD tendencies. Like, if I'm like, obviously, there's a big difference between when I smoke an entire joint and I get high Mm -hmm. and then there's when I take a hit and it kind of just clears my head 
which is strange to hear, yeah. but that's how it works for me when it's just in small amounts throughout the day. And I can actually focus on tasks instead of being so, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. got to do this, you know, and be all over the place. Um, have you found that cannabis has been helpful for to you, to you and any medicinal value? I know you said you usually do it in the evenings. Is that like for you to like de-stress, uh, help with your anxiety? I would definitely say it helps me de-stress. Zach calls me like a one hitter at this point. He's like, what happened to you? Like you used to be so good at this. And I think at this point I've just learned like my limits of what I need Mm -hmm. to help me just kind of like relax my mind. I have ADHD. My head goes a gazillion places a mile a minute. And I do agree that if I do hit it, you know, one time, then I'm able to just kind of like think clear. So I understand what you're saying when you say that. Whereas if I do sit and smoke a whole joint, I'm probably laid out on my couch and I feel great. Don't, you know, I feel fantastic, right. <laughs> but I'll be on the right. couch all day. <laughs> um, so I've had to really play around with me and cannabis now at this age and what I want from it. And it comes, it's different on different days. You know, if it's a weekend and we don't have the kids or my parents have our kids, then I'm as free as a bird. But if it's, if it's a regular school night and I know I have to wake up and do things in the morning, you know, I probably hit it once or twice and it does help me relax and watch the movie. Um, for a while, I had a lot of like weird appetite issues. Just, I think one getting body shamed and not feeling like really comfortable in my skin. I almost trained myself like almost not to eat as much as I should. And it was really unhealthy. And one of my friends was like, you should try to smoke a little bit more and it will help you like, you know, maybe get the munchies for lack of better terms. And I would say that it honestly helped me like gain my weight back. I probably gained too much back, but I would rather do that than be unhealthy. So it's definitely helped me in like ways that I didn't even think that it could. Um, it's crazy. Cause I had this conversation the other day on, was it on our podcast? I don't think so. Or maybe it was just in real life, but we were talking, Oh, I was doing a meeting with a cannabis company and they asked me if I knew of any moms that cannabis have helped with postpartum. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can answer this in like a week. So I wanted to ask you guys if, because I feel like you would know better than me. I didn't smoke after I had the kids because I was nursing. But now there's all this research about moms that smoke while nursing or smoke while pregnant or help them with postpartum. So I was like, maybe you guys would have a better answer than I would. We yeah. actually had a mom come on the show. Was it motherhood, uh, motherhood in the pursuit of happiness? That episode, uh, sunflower. Well, yeah, and- she used while she was pregnant. She had a hypermenses. Yeah, like she was constantly throwing up and she couldn't keep food down. And they were trying to give her medication for that, mm-hmm. and she chose the route of using cannabis instead. Okay, right. Um, and then she also breastfed while, um, wow. while. Yeah, while, while using cannabis. cannabis as well afterwards. I hadn't with well, my, my first pregnancy, I tried to do the thing where I was like, well, I haven't smoked the whole pregnancy. So let me see how much longer I could do this. And um, like after you had the baby after I had the first. Yeah, after yeah. I had the first baby. But it was so rough because 
I was dealing with like, oh my God, the breastfeeding thing, which I was really trying to ha- to make it work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thank God I was just like, I had a friend who was like, girl, don't worry about it. It's not that serious. It talked me off a ledge because I was just, you know, everybody out there yeah. is like, oh, breast is best. And you kind of feel yeah. like super guilty if you're yeah. not able to do it. But God, it was like feeding a baby like tiger or something. It was awful. <laughs> Like when I see people, when I see women breastfeeding, I'm like, oh, my God, you are a goddess. Go you. Because like that shit is hard. And no, thank you. It's not always easy for for me. I really, really wanted to breastfeed. I was like, I'm going to breastfeed. That's the best thing for my baby. I didn't expect to end up in the ICU for three days after giving birth to my son and being separated from him. Uh So he got used to bottle feeding. And I tried for well over a month to try to get him to latch. Mm-hmm. It was so stressful. Every so time stressful. I tried to feed my child, it was like, Ugh. let's try the boob. Okay, he's not taking yeah. them. He may take a little bit. Okay, now let me give what I've pumped and let me give him some of that with formula and then let me pump so I don't lose my supply. It was just for a good month and a half I tried and then I finally said, I'm just going to do formula. Yeah. yeah. I think that puts a lot of pressure on us. It does. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we do our research and we know this is really good for our baby. Yeah. For the second time around, (laughs) I didn't wait that long before picking up that joint again because it was just such a nightmare the first time. And, and, you know, I I think the second time around, you kind of have a better game plan because you know a little bit of what to expect, even though. You know, being a mom, you don't expect anything because it's like a shit show. But I did pick up faster and it was such a much better time. You know, I I did the the breast pump for a little while and did what I could for the first couple months. And then I was like, I'm not going to stress it. Yeah, I think the guilt I felt, I I started going into a little bit of a postpartum like depression because I was like, I'm failing. I was I wasn't there from him the first few days of his life. Especially now I can't breastfeed him. Did I not bond with him? Right. All these things. And when I finally smoked again, it really helped me to oh not you were like, well, I'm, I'm fine and real. connect with my baby. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, I just looked at him and I'm thinking he's beautiful. He's healthy. We're both here. I made it out of the ICU. We're okay. And yeah. I was able to enjoy my son and get out of that. Get over the hangouts. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy that you were in the ICU after birth. Did you have like an emergency cesarean? Yeah, he came at 35 weeks because I had preeclampsia. I had high blood pressure. So they admitted me in the hospital, said, let's wait till 37 weeks. But then my blood pressure kept just shooting up. And they're like, all right, we'll be out of you tonight. And then afterwards, like my my oxygen levels weren't right. My doctor was like, you need to be monitored full time, which Mm -hmm. was right, because I woke up in the middle of the night that night, like shaking and having a really, really low blood oxygen so even though I was so mad at her for putting me in the ICU, she yeah. was right. She had it right. So I feel like right now I'm at this age where all my friends are finally starting to have kids. I have a six-year-old and I'm like, thank you. Finally, you guys are joining the club. But for a long time, it was just me. Now, you know, my friends are starting to have kids and it's so different to see how everybody is handling what that looks like for them. So I have some mom friends that I know who have smoked throughout their pregnancy while they nursed and continue to do it. I have some that are like, I I just can't bring myself to do it as much as I would love to smoke to get through this day. 
And a lot of times people always ask me what I did. And I think just because I had super traditional thoughts and conservative thoughts about a lot of things, especially with Ryder, I did not smoke throughout her pregnancy or when I was nursing. And I nursed Ryder for 18 months and I had the worst postpartum depression. I was just, I thought I was going to go crazy. Um, I'm pretty sure I did go crazy, but it's another podcast for another day. <laughs> um, I'd nursed her for a long, long time, but I was also stuck in that same phase of like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what everybody told me I should do. But it got so deep that it was to the point where I'm like, okay, get off my tent. And I didn't even know how to get her off. <laughs> With Ace, it was definitely different. I only nursed Ace for three months. He did not like milk like from me, from a formula, from a bottle, this boy hates any kind of milk. So to this day, he does not drink milk. Like after I nursed him, it was so hard to get him to drink any type of formula. He just does not like it. He like spit it up immediately. So I was able to get back to smoking a lot faster with Ace. And I do think that that helped my postpartum journey because I was able to give myself um something to just like relax and get out of my head and like calm down and not be so hard on myself and help with like my anxiety and the way that my brain works because I feel like my brain works different than an old person's brain and I think that cannabis allowed me to do that in some weird way but when you try to explain that to other moms who don't smoke they're just looking at you like you're an alien who's high. Yeah, you like you just like to get high. And some people That's just they don't think. get it. They you don't get like it. Get high. They won't yeah. get it. Some people just don't, and they can't and cannot sit here and compare alcohol to weed. I just feel you can't compare the one to the other. How do you? No, what do you feel different. about how it's acceptable to drink? Huh? I didn't know that was a thing. That um, what people compare alcohol to weed. Yeah. yeah, because people think, oh, it's like a social thing. You you smoke right. weed and a party. You, but I I can't compare the two. It's completely different. Right. Socially uh, speaking, you get socially yeah. acceptable yeah. to drink around in parties, but like, oh, it's not for weed. And even on TV, for example, MTV, any TV, it's social. They they love feeding the reality TV shows like alcohol Ooh. on these shows that they're on and like uh -huh. capturing all these people partying and drinking, but forbid to, you know, show any responsible consumption or cannabis, like, like at your bridal shower, like yeah. a bunch of responsible people just right. enjoying cannabis at a bridal shower yeah. right, with family. Yeah. That when I did do the cannabis table for the bridal shower, MTV was filming that day and I want to say I did not tell them. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure I didn't give them a heads up that it was going to be there. And I feel like they shot away from it. Yeah, they just avoided it. Right. They avoided it. Except and for I, that one little clip. That except I for that one clip that got snuck in there that I'm still like, how the hell did that get in there? And my stoner eyes caught it quick. <laughs> dang, I really do think that what you said is right. Socially, it's more acceptable to have a glass of wine or to go to happy hour or to drink at a party or to play beer pong. But if 
you know, you came over and I'm passing out joints, then it would be like, whoa, you know. Yeah, like uh, you said you got some negative feed that you were surprised to get some negative feedback from your post. Had that been a bar with drinks, do you think you would have gotten the same response? Yeah, honestly. You just get just, taste from all sides for all things. <laughs> yeah. I can go outside with like the the most beautiful day and post that and someone will find a problem that my big toe is ugly. Like it just does not matter. I feel like just because of the platform, there's so much negativity and positivity that comes with it that it just does not matter what I do. Someone will find a problem with it. I've had a lot of people come at me when I post like a glass of wine at the end of the night. Like there was one night my husband ran me a bath and made me like a little cute charcuterie plate and I posted it and had a glass of wine and they were like mad at the wine in the bathtub. Why are you mad at the wine in the bathtub? I left out the other half of the post that did have the rolled joint because <laughs> I already knew I was gonna get some hate. So I do think that for certain people, just depending on your platform, you're going to get hate regardless. You just have to accept it, not accept the hate, but just do you like literally do what you want. I think that I do get more hate for if I do show cannabis related things than if I do show me out at a bar. Um, But I will say that I put a lot of cannabis related things on Snapchat and I don't know why I think that like my Snapchat subscribers are all just really fun, amazing people because they always are like encouraging my shenanigans <laughs> rather than like Instagram who's like, stop everything you're doing, you're doing it wrong. Snapchat is like, show us more. <laughs> so I think sometimes you just have to find like your people, uh, which sounds weird, but it kind of, it, it is no, it's true. And we learned that with this podcast, like we found our people on TikTok before they started heavily censoring it, because at the beginning, when the pandemic first started, we were able to put all sorts of videos out, no problem. And they wouldn't censor us. And we met a lot of people that way that started listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And we built a community of moms that smoke weed because a lot of these moms don't know other moms that, that yeah, do this. We, we're very lucky to have had like a relationship in high school and college where we were like, you know, we were smoking throughout college socially. Mm-hmm. Then when we had kids, we were able to still smoke socially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's other moms out there who like, believe it or not, they don't have that community with others you know that smoke i mean you're in la so i it's more kind of acceptable out there yeah it's very around, you guys are like the the you guys kind of started the frontier of weed over yeah. here because <laughs> you guys were first so i think it's a little more accepted over there it's it's gone through its thing over mm-hmm. here it's still kind of i mean everywhere there's a different there's still kind stigmas of everywhere stigma everywhere but like we usually ask obviously you're mom and parents must be pretty cool with it she gave you your bud your bud bar for That's your pretty, bridal shower great so like yep. your your family is fine with cannabis consumption you know and is is that was it always like that like growing up were they um like open and honest about it or had any i would say that i was raised by hippies <laughs> i don't know how to explain it um <laughs> I was raised by just a bunch of hippies around me. <laughs> so I feel like it was never something that was like bad or like 
taboo bad, you know what I mean? So um, I think my parents raised me in a really open household as far as everything. And that doesn't mean that we were sitting there smoking a joint together. Um, they would never do that, but not to say they wouldn't smoke one by themselves. They just won't do it with their kids. Um, we were raised in a really open household when it came to everything, whether that was sex or experimenting with drugs or questions. My parents had a rule that if my sister and I went out, we felt uncomfortable where we were at, we could call them with no questions asked. They would come pick us up, whether it was in the back of an alley or the back of a truck or a football field on a random night. That. They did not care. They would pick us up. No questions asked. They just wanted us to be able to know that we can call them. You know, there's some kids that get in trouble and they're stuck somewhere and they feel like I can't call home because I'll get in trouble. We never felt like that. My mom has literally found me in an alley with zero directions because I don't know directions. I've had to point out bricks on the wall and I don't know how she found me, but she did. And I got in the car and I can picture her with her rollers in and she just looked at me and she said, I'm so proud of you for calling me when you knew you shouldn't be somewhere that you were at. And I just spilled all the beans. I told her everything. <laughs> so it was I like, love she, didn't, that. she didn't even have to ask me what happened. I just, I told her everything before she could even say, well, what happened? Wow. And I realized now as an adult and raising my own kids, I want that same rule because I had to call my mom in a few times. And one was really serious where I, I felt like I was going to get sexually assaulted and I was living in Virginia. My mom was visiting me for the first time. Well, she was bringing me to college. And I had met up with somebody that I met on Facebook from the same college. I went to a party and I realized it was not a party. It was me and like 20 guys. And I'm just sitting there waiting for the party to start. And I realized I'm the party. And I called my mom and That's I'm like, terrifying. you need to find me. And I described a tree and a bridge. And she found me literally I hid in the bathroom and she came and found me but that was because we had that foundation um and I think that was the same foundation when it came to drugs or marijuana or whatever the drug whatever it is whatever your vice was of course they're not saying like sit here and do crack <laughs> like, <that's not> <laughs> they were like you're going to try things you're going to want to try things you're going to want to experiment you're young we did it and we want you to know what it feels like before you're out there in the world and then you experiment so when we would travel my parents would let us drink not like get drunk but we would sip mm -hmm. so alcohol was never a big deal to us like when most people get to college they go crazy they drink too much they're throwing up they're getting alcohol poisoning and i'm like i don't like vodka and they're like how do you know you don't like vodka i tried it before <laughs> What do you mean? You don't know you don't like vodka? Like, yeah. so <laughs> I quickly realized I was raised by a pack of hippies. Like, how do you not know that what vodka did? They knew about gentle parenting back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, they would let us sip alcohol out of the country when we were older. And I realized quickly that I didn't really like alcohol that much. Like, it just wasn't my thing. So when I got to college, I wasn't a big drinker where everyone else was shit-based, I'm like, you guys look stupid. Like, you don't know your limits. Like, I think that sometimes at parenting, we have to learn that we did the same shit our kids are about to do, but why do you want them to look dumb while doing it? Like, let them figure it out at home. To me, I would rather my daughter say, like, 
I want to know what alcohol tastes like and tell me rather than go and buy some shitty alcohol and get in the car with her friend. Yeah. And I'm going to say the same thing with weed. I'm not going to pass you the joint, but if I saw right. it in the room, I'm probably just going to hope that make, it's good. <laughs> make sure you're smoking good shit. <laughs> right. Just going to pray that you bought it from a good place. <laughs> but I think it's so crazy now, like just being a mom and I still think I'm a young mom and now watching like my kids grow up and watching my parents get older and they're way more relaxed now with me seeing things than they were when I was a kid. And I'm like, is that an edible? Like I'm like zooming into my dad's in the car trying to figure it out. <laughs> and um, it's just crazy now, but I really think that I was raised by hippies. I'll tell everybody I had a hippie hippie uh growing up so well they did a good then they gave you a good foundation i think that's a great you know way to to parent is to be open enough to that so that your kids aren't scared to come to you when they need you the most yeah i was definitely scared to go to my parents (laughs) growing up i would not call them yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so that's the relationship. Too much. They know way too much about me. It's sick, probably how much they know. <laughs> but you can see the the beautiful relationship you have with with your parents on on Team Mom, and when you have them on your show too, on your podcast. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little about the other stuff that you do outside of Team Mom. Uh, you have your uh, Think Loud Crew podcast, and then you have your um was it your organization that you yeah, started so my sister and I started a podcast during COVID we were tired of just talking to each other and looking at each other I'm like let's talk to each other with like a purpose and hopefully somebody can relate to it uh so we started think loud crew and the premise behind it was kind of like the thoughts that we say in our head but won't say it loud and now we will um so we have Think Loud Crew, and it turned to something way bigger than we ever thought. I didn't think anyone would ever listen to us, to be honest. Same. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm like, bitch, there are people tuning in. <laughs> we need to say something important. And writing and, like, responding and commenting. Yes. Yes. We have a very engaged audience. It's crazy. So we have the podcast on top of that. I started a nonprofit back in 2027 called Rage Regardless Rye, which talks about bringing um, awareness to metabolic deficiencies. My daughter has a rare condition called VLCAD where she can't process fatty foods. And I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know that that was a thing until my child had it. And I just, I was either like, I can be sad and depressed or I can do something about it in me starting the nonprofit was me doing something about it. Um, and then I have Nels by writer K, which was started also in COVID and I was a week away from having ACE and we launched and everyone was like, you need to be in the bed with your fat ass stomach and just lay there and you are launching a business. Why? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm crazy, but we have Nels by writer K where my Ryder goes and she picks out her nail polish colors. She names all her colors. And it's a mommy and me line. It's all non-toxic for children, but also for adults. Um, And we love it. It does really well. We're coming out with a book 
about Ryder being like this mini boss. She takes on her persona very, <laughs> very much. Very seriously, she thinks that I'm her worker. <laughs> I'm technically I am according to our paperwork, but <laughs> I'm like, girl, bye. Um, and then my dad and I recently just started recording. We're gonna launch soon, but we haven't launched yet. But we have a new podcast coming out called Unfiltered Kitchen, where three weeks I talk with him, and then three weeks he talks with my husband, just giving different perspectives on life and that man can talk so <laughs> if you tune in get ready to have your listening ears on yeah even if like you're lucky to have parents who are open about it you know um i kept it secret for a while and then i was like oh i'm so proud of this community Absolutely. that i've built and yeah. then you know breaking it to my mom and just to some more judgment like it's always like a weird thing but it's very nice to have parents who are open and, and wanting to talk about it. I think we talk a lot about parents and how they, you know, talk to their kids about uh, about weed. And a lot of them are like, go the education route. And a lot of times in, in places like where you live, you can grow the plant and basically be like, this is a plant. And we mm. grow it and it's medicine. And that's basically like, those are the basic things that parents do. To educate yeah, their my kids. dad had a plant growing up. We just thought it was a tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <had> no idea. <laughs> you see, he was doing it in the background. He was he was planting uh, the seeds in the background. <laughs> now I know why I'm like this. <laughs> we should have your dad on our podcast next time for sure. <laughs> yeah, we can do it again with him. I'm sure he will have many stories to tell you. Or with and Zach too, pot smoking dad too, right? Zach, you would consume together, right? We do. Yeah. Exactly more than me. I feel like he's like really good at doing it and like living his whole entire life. Like, mm -hmm. and you would never know. Except sometimes when we take pictures and his eyes are basically shut, and then I've seen a couple like, of those pictures pointing <laughs> it out on the on the comments. Like, tell Zach was... to open his eyes. <laughs> it's funny. I saw one picture that was like taken at a um, a reunion at one of the reunions you guys did and it was him and um i can't remember her name from young and pregnant her man uh i don't remember his name i didn't watch a lot of the young and pregnant stuff uh -huh. but kayla's um boyfriend it was like a picture of the two of them and they both looked like they had really squinty <laughs> eyes and i was like i'm pretty sure they were smoking they just came back from lighting up <laughs> i'm just like you know i put zach through a lot of shit i'm like take this picture, do this, come on this, do this with me, film this. And I had to realize a long time ago, this was something that I, you know, I signed up for this. He didn't necessarily sign up for this. And he has different anxiety levels than I do. And sometimes before we film, he has to smoke before we film. And I'm like, your eyes aren't open. And he's like, they are. Like, do <laughs> you want me to film this scene with you or not? And I'm like, right. I've had to learn that this helps him with his own anxiety. And I had to kind of step back and accept that for what it is and accept that we have different intake levels. Like we, we smoke differently, which we do. He likes to do certain things when he's high. And sometimes I don't like to do certain things when I'm high versus I like to do certain things. Like if I smoke, like I'm gonna go smoke right after this. I wanna be kind of like left alone. I wanna enjoy my glass of wine. I don't want anybody to touch me. I just wanna chill mm -hmm. where he's probably going to touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna play with you. 
Me time. Let me know. Yeah, Do you have a special place where you go and, and smoke? Is it just outside or is there like a one room in the house? You're able to do it. Like I have one room in the house. I can do it and I do it outside. And a lot of parents do it in the laundry room or the garage. <laughs> OK, so when it's cold outside, we go in the garage when it's like right now, it's kind of what time is it? It's like six o'clock. So it's still like kind of in between that night to day. So we have a balcony that's on our room that we do it in or our shower Ooh. or the bathroom. Okay. Now I'm just like telling on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot yeah. of moms that smoke in the bathroom Yeah, because, yeah. you know, sometimes that's the only way you can get away. I mean, when they're real small, they still go in the bathroom all the time, but like, you know, moms yeah. with old kids, like I'm in the bathroom. That's my time. They're not going to bother yeah. me. We go in well, there. We smoke. have our kids in the bed at like seven o'clock, seven fifteen. So nice. once they're down, it's like we're like it's time to party. In like, <laughs> our version of partying is literally us also getting in the bed. Like that's, yeah, that's it. but Dak smokes a lot in our shower because I think the steam and everything. It just we have like I have a bench and I'll like sneak in and hit it once and then sneak out. But it's fun. I think. You know, sometimes when I have those real long, stressful days, it really just helps me calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, if I have no appetite, like right now, I haven't ate all day. I've worked all day. I don't have an appetite to eat, but I also know it's six o'clock and I haven't ate all day. I need to eat something. I'll probably have to smoke a little bit before I, before I have an appetite to even eat. So it does help me with other things other than just like the feeling. Other than just you know being high, there's all sorts of benefits. Connecting with yeah. your with your spouse too, because it is like, a good that bonding moment. That sometimes like, is a little moment you guys get. It's to, so hectic all day, parenting, I doing know. your jobs, doing your things, your kids and then interrupting you, get that you every two minutes. To, like, sit down, sesh. You guys can actually talk to each other for a few minutes. Yeah, and then it helps you connect too. Yeah, I agree. It does. I never even thought about it like that, but it does. And that was Shayan Davis. You can follow her on Instagram at Shay Not Shy, at Think Loud Crew, which is her podcast. And then on YouTube, she's at Davis Family and at Think Loud Crew. Well, you you might already know that. If you're listening now, you might already know those channels. You might already follow her. And if you're here, come over. Smoke one with us. <laughs> We're sure you like that. I had a great time interviewing her. That was a lot of fun. I was kind of nervous at first. It was really weird to be interviewing somebody I've been watching on TV for like, I don't know. I think she started in Team Mom in like 2018 or something like that. That is so, that is very cool. So I, like, I, did, it, it was did a little it, surreal. It was like, okay, I've been watching this person and her family on TV for so many years and been invested in her story. And now I'm talking to her through my computer. It I was know. like, what? <laughs> what did it like come full circle when like you heard her dad trying to wrangle her kids in the background? No, it, remi- it felt like that. I was watching Team Mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> when her dad came in and was doing all that, I was like, I feel like I'm a Team Mom oh, right that's now. So funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm on an episode of Team. <laughs> well, we were not, right, 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 but right. we might be on her podcast. We'll let you know if that happens. She did yeah. invite us, so that will be fun. You know what else is going to be fun? Lighting up from one of our favorite sponsors, Fluent. Thanks to Fluent. Thank you, Fluent, for sponsoring our smoke sesh. Thank you very much. Truly appreciate you. And especially thank you to our patrons. Aww, we love you guys. We uh, <laughs> look at all you guys. So cute. <laughs> what? 
So this is our in the rotation and our OG patrons, Destiny, Lauren. Oh, I'm out of order. Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm Destiny, up La- Lauren, Christy, Denise, Peaches, Meredith, Natalie, <laughs> Angelina, Jenny, Catherine, Jay, Chrissy, Jesse, Diane, Gabby, and Leslie. And Thank you guys. What is for- wrong? I don't know. I'm having fun with it, girl. I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this show for our season premiere episode. Hey, if you guys want to have our your name read or something on the show, become a patron. You get more chances of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have early access to episodes, additional content. We get yo our we, Discord popping. is popping, and we have trips, watch parties for all the cool TV shows we're into. <laughs> You know, and for the rest of you guys, if you guys don't want to be a patron, hey, subscribe, rate, review, tell people about us. Check out our website. Light one up in our honor. And come back next week and watch again. Absolutely. Potsmokingmoms.com, our website. See you later, y'all.